Hello and how are you doing? My name is Sharon Jogo. I am so excited to invite you to the first episode uh, of Swan Podcast in video format. So yes, if you find uh, Swan Podcast, I mean you can find, you can now find Swan Podcast on YouTube at um, Swan Podcast, just search Swan Podcast and you'll find it under Pishon Media YouTube channel. So I'm just going to get into the topic of the day, uh, ignoring the fact that I've been away for quite a while. All right. And this topic, it was, uh, came to my interest when I first read a blog about it. Is celibacy has come. It was a blog about um, Christian girls or church girls getting pregnant. And the writer was bringing up this, whether it's possible for us to find a way to satisfy our bodies and still do the Lord's work in church and still be church girls go sin still do god's work and i was like no i think uh, we should go back to the meaning of salvation and if we are saved by uh, the blood of the lamb it means that we have been separated from the world it means that we can't live under the same standard that the world lives in and it's not uh from a point of oh you you have made it no i haven't i felt several times so many times and and i'm going to just give a glimpse of even my life and my struggles with celibacy and how it was but i'll start from the beginning how come we are missing the mark that we feel maybe I, if I can't persevere this thing, if I can't persevere to keep myself pure, then I can find other means to actually satisfy my body but still look pure on the outside, uh, of which that's utterly wrong. And we know that our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit and all that. But then we were taught, I don't know about men, but I do know what girls were taught. We were told that we should preserve ourselves for marriage. And it's a good thing, but I think the people, and the people who taught us had good intentions when they were saying that, but they lost, they missed a mark on that one because they gave us like partial truth. And I think because some people do feel like I don't want to get married, there is that one. There is another where... I don't know when I'm going to get married, but I have these sexual urges. What do I do with them? And uh, I think to our parents and the people who were there prior, they used to get married immediately. They left college. But for us, we would want to that. We would want that to happen, but it's not happening. So what do you do with all these sexual urges that we are experiencing? How do I dispose them or whatever how do i deal with it and you see um so i think what we were taught is making us get to this point where i think then i should find a way to live 
with sin in sin and still look like a Christian and uh, for me the struggles with celibacy first of all this is so stupid and I feel bad that I, I ever wrote that but the years 2019 2018 going downwards I used to pride myself oh I'm celibate and stuff but then and I used to write it as one of the goals of the year but I used to struggle so much and I used to wonder will I make it to the wedding night my people I'm not so sure because I'm struggling with so much. Number one, I first read the first erotic book when I was in primary school, class seven. I remember it. I remember the title and those books should be banned. And it was actually written by a Kenyan. Then going to high school, more novels, more erotic writing. And therefore there is a, there is a fantasy within me because I already know uh, like the pleasure. I, my mind can internalize the pleasure of sex. And also I was also still struggling with a lot of more stuff. And as much as I said that I was celibate, I knew that I wasn't pure and in fact we had these um people who had come for the weekend challenge when I was in form two and they gave us a pledge that we should say that we will abstain from sex until the day that we get married and it was a good idea again these people had good intentions but that wasn't working and I don't think it works um because I can abstain, like I've just said, but I'm writing erotic poems. Where's my mind going? And actually, we had done an episode with my friend on deconstruction of virginity. And and um, my friend said that um, the mind is the biggest sexual organ. So if I'm writing these erotic poems, it means that I'm not pure. It means that I'm not celibate. I am celibate just physically, but my mind isn't pure when it comes to the book that I was reading and all that. So what I'm trying to say is that we are dealing with so much sexual urges. And of course, even the, from the entertainment, songs, uh, the music, the movies, and every advertisement everything at us is just throwing all those things that will activate our sensual um that we are we let me just say it we have become a sexual uh, uh, yeah sexual society and so it becomes really hard for you to that as much as i want to maintain celibacy it becomes really hard and then there is also I'm keeping myself for marriage, but then the men, most of them, are sleeping around. How does that work? That I'm keeping myself, but yeah, and I'm here, like just persevering all the sexual urges in that one day he's going to marry me, or a certain man will marry me after he's tired of. Uh, sleeping around and all that which is again very unfair and again such a small goal of why we should be celibate so this is my idea um what i started with the going back to the meaning 
of salvation. I believe in my heart. If I yield my body to Jesus and confess Jesus, you're better than my than my struggle. You're better than my passions, than all these passions and affections that I'm feeling and I yield them to you and I choose you because I believe that you're better than all of these things then celibacy will be a consequence of me yielding to Christ so the revelation of that I'm supposed to keep myself pure not because of a man a man cannot be trusted but God can be trusted if I'm keeping my body for God then I know that's an honorable worship unto him and that becomes even easier much easier to deal with all these affections because I can talk to God about them uh, last year I had this crash I had said I had sworn after 2019 that I'll never get a crash but last year I got one uh, 20, 2021 spilling to 2022 and it got to a point I didn't want to admit that it was a crash because again I had sworn that I wouldn't get a crash and but it got to a point where I was like hey god Aki I've been lying to you this is a crash help me get over it I know he's not my husband and I'm sorry god and god help me and all I'm saying is when we are sincere and when we submit to Jesus, it becomes easier to even talk through certain struggles that I'm going through. That if I'm having the sexual urges and I feel like I can't contain them, I'll be like, hey, Jesus, I'm having a hard time containing my sexual urges. Help me. I want to please you, but I feel weak. We know that when we are weak, we are strong because uh, of the because Christ lives in us, and so let celibacy be a consequence of yielding our bodies to Jesus, and I, I, that is such a honorable worship because I know I'm. I'm following his commandment. He said that we should be holy as he is holy. Yet God is still is such a good God because I know that I can't be holy by myself. So even though he says that I should be holy just as he is holy, he continues on to say, I am the Lord your God who makes you holy. So if I yield myself to him, I believe that he is able to make me holy and he, he, and I'm able to overcome my te- my daily temptations because I am yielded to Christ. Therefore, in my yielding to Christ, I become celibate or I'm able to abstain from sex from sex and other uh, sexual temptations because my life is submitted to Christ, not waiting for marriage, but waiting upon the Lord that if he returns today, I know. I will be with him in heaven. Which now this leads us to the second part of this episode. And I forgot how to introduce it. What happens when Jesus comes back and I haven't had sex? Watch out for part two.
एस वन पॉडकास्ट